0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. A lot of focus on Joe Biden, obviously, the first couple of months of his presidency. And uh, a lot of folks asking, well, what kind of a president is he going to be? Uh, Let's face it, it was a rather tumultuous campaign. uh, His run for the nomination, first of all, for the Democratic Party. And secondly, of course, his run against Donald Trump. Uh, But uh, a lot of folks seem to think there's a consensus now that he's, uh, he's taking charge. And he's certainly not Donald Trump. Matter of fact, in his first prime time address to the American public, uh, President Joe Biden pushed back on the divisiveness around public health measures. He made a bold promise, too, to have enough vaccine for every adult in the United States by May, while touting the country's ability to mark its independence from the virus by the 4th of July. Reggie Giacchini reports.
1: Comforting a country ripped apart by this virus at a rate far
0: worse than any other, President
1: Joe Biden brought glimmers of hope to a desperate audience. We
0: are bound together by the loss and the pain of the days. That have gone by we're also bound together by the hope and the possibilities of the days in front of us hundreds of
1: millions of doses of vaccine have been procured and the goal is to have all americans in line by may 1st biden implored people to wear masks and for states to tread carefully when lifting restrictions while urging americans to not allow hatred and vitriol to define the response
0: it's wrong it's un-american and it must stop. Biden's speech was not intended to be a victory lap, but instead a call for help from all Americans in order to move forward. Reggie Cicchini, Global News, Washington. So what kind of a president is Joe Biden going to be? Is it uh, easy to define that after only a couple of months in office, or do we need to look back a little further into his career? Well, there's a fascinating piece uh, in theconversation.com uh, that I read about Joe Biden, uh, and I wanted to get the author on to talk about this, because it's an interesting study in, in exactly the man himself. Uh, Jason Opel is an associate professor and chair of the department of history and classical studies at mcgill university uh, he joins us on the bill kelly show to talk about this uh, uh, professor thank you for the time first of all great to have you with us oh no problem uh i i read with great fascination uh, your piece about joe biden and uh I, I, relating to it and it was it's one of those things where you're reading you say uh-huh uh-huh yeah I, I, i'm thinking that way too this is a guy who has changed i mean he's been in politics a long long time but the joe biden who's in the white house is not the joe biden that was in the senate is it
1: yeah, that's right. Um, Biden has been, the, the one thing that has not changed is his basically sort of centrist sort of persona, personality, um, his kind of commitment to pragmatic politics, his actual sort of effort to kind of avoid ideology. Um, but the thing about Biden is that he, he learns. And I, I say this in, in, a, in, a, in a not condescending way. I mean, a lot of adults, myself included, you know, we take in new information, but we mostly just stick it into our pre-existing frameworks as opposed to actually changing our behavior, Biden actually learned. He's learned how during his long career in the Senate, you have to do certain things to get legislation passed. And he's gotten better as a legislator. He got better as a legislator in his time as the Senate. And he seems to have really learned when he was vice president and understands very well how the modern executive in the United States can work
0: it's interesting because that's a, a dying breed in the senate isn't it the people that can actually do that to swing i mean ted kennedy had a great reputation for that of course uh to be able to reach across the aisle with into, with uh, you know somebody who would be as polar opposite politically like an orrin hatch uh but they got things done uh and and biden was that sort of a guy too that that you know worked with republicans it wasn't this uh we, you know this is our side and that's their side and never the twain shall meet uh and he, you're right he, he brought that attitude to, to the vice presidency first of all didn't he
1: he did. Uh, I would say as a senator, I mean, maybe one, one could say kind of his low point as a senator or it's often seen now with the 1991 um, Clarence Thomas Anita Hill hearings. Mm-hmm. Um, his reputation was sort of tarnished then because you know no one was satisfied with how he handled that, frankly. But again, he learned. And then three years later, in 1994, he passed the uh, Violence Against Women Act, which is a crucial piece of legislation and he did it by working with some, but not all Republicans. It was a very significant piece of legislation that was actually just renewed last night. Um, so, again, he learned. And then as, as vice president, you know, he definitely saw the things that Obama was able to do, but also the things that Obama did wrong and that he and that Obama made mistakes with. And Biden learned from it. And you can really see him. It really It's impressive, honestly, how much he's able in his first couple months to um, – not just sort of quote, unquote, get things done, although it certainly has, but also to do so in a way that just sort of diffuses or, or sort of pushes aside the cultural uh, vitriol and conflicts that have paralyzed the United States for decades
0: because he's had, as we mentioned his ups and downs and boy we saw a lot of the downs during the campaign didn't we? even for the leadership of the uh, you know the the presidential nomination uh you know he got a rough ride in those debates there were about 95 people on the stage anyway but kamala harris went after him about busing and a number of other issues too uh and and because there's a lot there's a lot of warts in joe biden's career if you're in bus- in business that long i mean you're going to see that but uh, as i was reading your piece i got thinking about that famous quote from nelson mandela that says i never lose i either win or i learn and that seems to be biden's mantra yes it's it's
1: learn from what's happening but also the thing about biden that is it's it's really kind of like it's the moment more than the person is that he is i would say he was even last year when he looked like he was on the ropes um from his democratic rivals he's the most agreeable or i'll say the least disagreeable american (laughs) that's in public life in other words he's 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 the most acceptable to the most number of people and so he'll take slings from the left, definitely. Um, it, absolutely, he, he did and still does. He takes all kinds of slings from conservative Republicans, uh, right-wing Republicans, more moderate Republicans, to sense they still exist. Um, but he still remains agreeable to a working majority, definitely, of voters and even of legislators. And that is what makes him effective. It's not a matter of his personal charisma. He's not a very good speaker. Um, he himself talks about the fact that he struggles throughout his life with, with stuttering um, but it's he, he has this way to kind of diffuse tensions and get things done and, and the, he, the result of it is a broad level of respect um, among a broad number of people
0: Let's talk about empathy, uh, which is something we talk about a lot with Biden. uh, As as he's been dubbed by some of the commentators uh, south of the border right now as the consoler-in-chief, because there is a role for the president uh, to to take that role on, and and that should be part of the responsibility. Not every president seems to have done that or even understood that.
1: Yes, it's absolutely critical, and I I do think it's, it's it's a distinctive thing about the American presidency is that there's this really important need to be the emotional leader of the people. And I realize it might sound a bit strange, but it's something about the way the United States, I think the nation itself, the country itself, is actually far more, um, it's, well, it's not actually a, a fairly a natural kind of, of nationhood. And it's always been very unstable and difficult to define. And therefore, there needs to be some commonality. And often that commonality is common feeling or sentiment. And the president in modern times with the capacity to speak directly to people on television um, or in the past on the radio has a crucial role in that. And those presidents who are unable to connect emotionally really struggle. And, I, you know, I'll, I'll say that this is, is pretty obvious that there was an issue when Mr. Trump over the last year just did not acknowledge, just did not acknowledge the ravages of COVID, and that is not a partisan statement that is a statement of fact and it really was um hurtful and devastating to to the legitimacy of the presidency um but i'll i'll say this too i think there were times when barack obama who was so careful to be calm preternaturally calm at all times they call him no drama obama that actually had cost like he, you know he couldn't he, he had trouble i think sometimes Connecting and sort of speaking in an empathetic way to to the American people, and Biden again, not the most eloquent guy, but he has an authenticity to his um, consoling people because he himself has had a very has been hit by tragedy in his own life, um, and it again kind of connects with the with the surprising majority of Americans.
0: Well, you mentioned in the piece, and I thought it was very apt, uh, Joe Biden became the president. You say in the piece, uh, actually, the day before the inauguration, uh, when he was at that uh, that candlelight vigil, of course, in the yeah. Washington Mall. Uh, and I, I think a lot of Americans breathe a sigh of relief and say, yeah, that's what we want. We want somebody who understands our pain.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's always as simple as that. It's not that the president is the one who's actually devising the messenger RNA vaccines, it's not that they're, you know, necessarily leading the particular kind of, of innovation and, and leadership that you need. It's rather that they, they state directly to people the recognition that the people in the society is suffering. And I'm glad that um, you mentioned this on the show. I mean, it, I do not at all mean to, to underestimate how bad COVID has been in Canada. It's been awful and it remains that way. But in the United States, the scale of suffering and disaster is considerably greater. And to have for a better part of 12 months, there's just no recognition of this at all. And it's just sort of just pretending that life is normal is you know, was deeply disturbing. And basically all Biden has to do is say, I recognize that there's a lot of people who are hurting. I recognize many people have died and I'm sorry. And we're trying our best to, to, to protect people. That's all you have to say. And it's basically all that Biden does say, um, but it's been very effective.
0: There's another thing that you talked about here that I wanted to get into for in just a couple of seconds, though, and it's it's the role of the presidency now in 2021. Uh, and as you said, from the constitutional s- perspective, uh, the president was usually looking after the big picture. The stuff that was done uh, internally, of course, at home, within the United States, was usually uh, within the purview of the Congress. Uh, that line is blurred now. And the president seems to exert a lot more power. Any president does, but uh, Biden ha- understands that. I guess he's seen that evolution, and he's, he's using that to his advantage.
1: Yes. Uh so I mean I, I tell my students that you know that the most obvious way you can tell this is the Constitution begins with Article One with the Congress. Like that's the most important thing. And then Article two is the presidency. And the, the intention is clearly the president simply presides. They don't govern, they preside. That has changed especially over the last century, especially since the New Deal. Um and the president wields enormous power over a huge federal bureaucracy. Um, but what Biden understands is that you need to use that power and the levers of that power without trampling on the states. The state In the U.S., the states are very, very jealous of their independence. So you have to be cognizant of that. You can't over govern or tell too many people what to do. You have to use things, the levers here and there and pick your battles. And Biden does that very well. I, I say I'm, I'm surprised at how how deft he is at sort of when you make the call when you issue an executive order and when you let it go and let and delegate authority or let other people fight it out he seems to really have figured this out um and the early part of his presidency has been by any measure a success uh his approval ratings are very very high he passed an enormous piece of legislation and so far is well ahead of the schedule that was quite ambitious uh for vaccination
0: uh, he's not confrontational. I mean, he he stands his ground in situations like this, uh, but he seems to to rely on his team as well to get an awful lot of the work done. Not all presidents did that.
1: That's right, and this is again the a dramatic contrast with with President Trump. Um, so Biden just won't fight many of the fights. He just sort of he picks his battles. So he won't take the bait when someone is attacking his um, 1.9 trillion dollar rescue plan because he knows it's very popular. And he just mm-hmm. sort of lets someone else to talk about it. Or he won't talk about, for example, Donald Trump during the second um, impeachment here. You ba- barely heard from him that at all. He, he doesn't want to weigh in. He doesn't want to tweet. He lets other people fight it out. And then when he does weigh in, he's much more effective by choosing when you actually are using the powers of the presidency and respecting the independence of the state and respecting the institution of Congress, which, of course, he was in for many years. Um, that is working so far very well for him
0: with that in mind though professor there was all kinds of talk about well you know the midterms are, are not that far away of course and uh you know the democrats could lose the house uh, because of some of the things that went on because uh, quite aside from obviously the fact that donald trump lost the presidential election the republicans actually did pretty well yes. in the in the last uh, federal election and they're wondering if that momentum is going to continue uh does the yes. biden success early circumvent that
1: i i think that biden is aware that his most effective time will be the first six months or so of its presidency because exceptionally the Republicans are disorganized right now. Normally the Republicans are much more coherent and unified as a party and the Democrats, are the ones who are all over the place. This is a, an exception to that rule. Um, Democrats are highly organized uh, under opposing everything that Trump did and about COVID and they're, they're extremely unified. So for now the upper hand is with the Democrats. Will this change by the midterms? I'm sure it will because the Republicans will certainly reunify the um, but I would not yet count on big gains for Republicans as normally happens in the midterm elections because the, the relief bill that he passed is extremely popular. And I could see it being a kind of game changer where the Republicans will be on the defensive for some time before, until they can sort of figure out a new way to sort of oppose this uh, unexpected, very effective president who seems to be, you know, the sort of centrist moderate person who has presided over extremely bold and quite popular measures
0: it's uh, fascinating to watch in the first couple of months anyway and uh, we continue to do that i encourage our listeners by the way to uh, to check out your piece it's in the conversation.com uh, joe biden understands the modern day american presidency professor thank you so much for the time it was great talking with you today my pleasure take care that's a uh, professor jason opel from mcgill university the bill kelly show weekdays from nine to noon on 900 chml